We're up to Leviticus chapter 3 today. Let's read. If his offering is a sacrifice of peace offerings, if he offers it from the herd, whether male or female, he shall offer it without defect before Yahweh. He shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tent of meeting. Aaron's sons, the priests, shall sprinkle the blood around on the altar. He shall offer of the sacrifice of peace offerings an offering made by fire to Yahweh. The fat that covers the innards and the fat that is on the innards and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover on the liver, with the kidneys, he shall take away. Aaron's sons shall burn it on the altar, on the burnt offering, which is on the wood, that is on the fire. It is an aroma made by fire of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. If his offering for a sacrifice of peace offerings to Yahweh is from the flock, either male or female, he shall offer it without defect. If he offers a lamb for his offering, then he shall offer it before Yahweh, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it before the tent of meeting. Aaron's sons shall sprinkle its blood on the altar. He shall offer from the sacrifice of peace offerings an offering made by fire to Yahweh, its fat, the entire tail fat. He shall take away close to the backbone and the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover of the liver, with the kidneys he shall take away. The priest shall burn it on the altar. It is the food of the offerings made by fire to Yahweh. If his offering is a goat, then he shall offer it before Yahweh. He shall lay his hand on its head and kill it before the tent of meeting. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood around on the altar. He shall offer from it as his offering, an offering made by fire to Yahweh, the fat that covers the innards, and all the fat that is on the innards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover of the, lidney, the liver, with the kidneys, he shall take away. The priest shall burn them on the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire, for a pleasant aroma, all the fat is Yahweh's. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwellings that you shall eat neither fat nor blood. As you read these sacrifices, you get the feeling it's just another one that sounds exactly the same as the other one. <laughs> That's what I've thought so often in the past when I read Leviticus. I just, it just seems like another sacrifice, another sacrifice. There doesn't seem to be a difference, but there is. <laughs> This sacrifice is the third type of sacrifice out of five types and that are found in the first seven chapters, and this is called the peace offering. And um, in the next video tomorrow, I'm going to explain why there are so many different types of offerings. So for now, just you know, look forward to that. But for now, I want to explain that this is the peace offering, and in Hebrew, this is the shalom offering. Now, you will remember, if you've been around peace for a while or you've been hanging around our website looking at other messages, there's a sermon that my father preached about the topic of peace or shalom. And peace happens to be about the greatest blessing that there is in the entire Bible. Now, if you think of, if you're a Westerner thinking of peace, you're just thinking, oh, 
peace means the opposite of war. You know, we go to war, we, we fight, but finally we have peace. In other words, no war. But no, that's not what peace is in the Bible. Peace is every blessing that you can imagine. Peace is health, wealth, success, prosperity, grace, favor, long life, wisdom, you know, uh, quality relationships, you know, children growing up well. Shalom, if, if you have the shalom of God or the peace of God, you've got everything. And so that's why, you know, Jewish people, when they would, would approach each other, they would say, you know, peace be upon you. And even in the Middle East, that's a thing that Arabs say to each other. They're not even Christian, but it's a, it's a cultural saying. But you can see that it has its roots in the Bible. And um, in the New Testament, Paul would always start his letters by saying grace and peace, because these are great, great blessings. So this is the peace offering. This is the offering uh, of peace. And it's this is my favorite one, because of the fact that peace just represents everything some of the other offerings they're like symbolic of like one thing but this offering is symbolic of everything and it happens that this offering is a voluntary one so the other offerings you know someone would do something and they'd be required to bring a certain offering but with this offering it was voluntary but you didn't bring this offering on its own you had to offer the other ones first and it's a little bit like We've talked about tithing in church. You know, tithing is bringing your money to the Lord. And even though it's, it's a gift, the tithe is technically something that belongs to the Lord anyway. So if you want to give the Lord an offering, you know, a, a gift, something that you want to give him, or you want to give, you know, you still give your tithe first, and then you give your offering. And this type of offering here is like that. It's not an offering you'd give on your, its own. You'd make the other offerings first, for, for sin or whatever, but then you'd give this offering because you wanted to. You wanted to honor the Lord, and, um, and I think there's a lot of blessings that come through it. But of course, it's a picture of Jesus Christ. All these offerings are a picture of Jesus Christ, and because in Jesus Christ, we, that's how we get peace. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 tells us that Christ is our peace. So the offering for peace that was made it's the same offering. In Jesus' death, he made all of these offerings at the same time. And of course, he was our peace offering as well. And so, um, but this is also an offering that the priests get to eat. But not only the priests, the person who makes the offering gets to eat of this as well. And I've often, I've, it, you know, it's remarkable that the Lord is the one making the offering, but the Lord is also the offering as well. But the Lord is also, in another sense, we are the ones that get to partake of the thing that's been offered, even though it's being offered for us. So it's, it's very multi-layered. But um, this is what, um, sorry, Ephesians, Ephesians um, 2.14 says Christ is our peace. But um, this is Romans 5.1. It says, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So in the previous sacrifice that I mentioned in Leviticus 2, the meal offering, the priests get to eat the bread. But in this offering, the priests get to eat meat. And so you've got, between these two offerings, you've got a whole meal. <laughs> you get to, and Christ is a whole meal for us. He's the bread and he's the meat. 
And the previous offering was a symbol of joy. It was something you brought to the Lord because you were grateful. And this offering is an offering of peace. So what we've got between these two offerings, with both, both of them were voluntary offerings, is we've got the joy and the peace of the Lord. We've got a whole meal. Christ provides everything we need. He is our peace. Um, because we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God. You know, if you just didn't know better, you would think that the book of Leviticus was very, very boring and dull. But just by scratching a little bit, you start to see Jesus is in everything all the way through. And we're going to find that chapter after chapter after chapter as we go through. The book of Leviticus is the middle book of the first five books of the Bible. So it's the central book. And it's written, nearly all of it is written in first person plural God speaking. In other words, if it was red letters, this would be a red letter book. It's the words of God. It's got the central place. And in this book, the central figure everywhere you go is Jesus. And as we're going to find out later, the central part of this book is the Day of Atonement right in the middle. Of course, the day that Jesus died. So it's astounding to me that everywhere we go, we're seeing Jesus. But the lesson, I think, from chapter 3 is Jesus is our peace. So, Lord, we thank you that you're our peace. And in that, it's everything. Lord, you're... It's the grace for today and it's the grace for tomorrow and it's, it's, it's the promises of God and it's the, the ability to walk with you and to know you and not just have our sins forgiven but to be able to draw close to God and have our prayers answered and it's, it's being part of a body and it's so many, many more things. I want to thank you today that you are our peace. Thank you that you're our peace offering. Thank you that we get to partake of Christ because that you offered yourself for us. Lord, I want to thank you for the book of Leviticus. And I pray that as we continue through it, you open our eyes all the more. In Jesus' name.